0: Today's episode of Miles More Madness is brought to you by NetSuite. Successful companies know faster growth requires the right tools. If you're doing one, 10, or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives a full picture of your business, finance, inventory, HR, customers, and more, all in one place. Over 19,000 companies trust NetSuite, the world's number one cloud business system. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, 7 key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com/listen. That's netsuite.com/listen. Welcome back to another episode of Miles, More Madness. Joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Tim Miles. Tim, what's going on? You know,
1: now that we're just once a week, you think that makes us more special or less special?
0: Hmm. That's tough. We're, we're like one of Michael's kids that he probably pays the yeah. least amount of attention to. So exactly. Maybe less special. Like
1: Michael's got his own podcast that he's so proud of. And then he's got some baseball deal that I'm sure what's the average age of 67 listen to and um, <laughs> that's a young baseball
0: us. fan yeah yeah 67 I'd say more like 76
1: well but I'm yeah. sure Tip miles would my dad oh
0: tip miles he's got to love the baseball i uh I am you know a little upset that we got bumped today for David warlock on uh on Michael's show today he was pretty pumped. But we have, coming up here later on, Scott Drew – Yeah, I can't even say his name right. Scott Drew joining us, or jo- ha- interview with myself on the uh, Miles Moore Madness, number one team in the whoa, country. Whoa, whoa, be excited. Be- whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa, we, 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 we bumped You've you got from the, the show. Coach. You've I got, got the
1: th- coach of the number one team in the country, and you interviewed him exclusively. You didn't use a coach's expertise to, to tap into the mind of another coach. You just took the whole interview yourself? Is that
0: true? That's true. But it was technology influenced, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't let Tim fool you into thinking I did this on purpose. It was a technology thing, basically being that we can't figure out technology. And if somebody doesn't have a computer, we don't know what the heck we're doing. So, Tim, I, so I Scott, figured out uh, Drew. a voice. Scott Drew texted
1: me back. Oh, he did? And, and here's what I said. C.J. Moore is a bum. <laughs> Me interviewing you would be big time," he said. "LOL, appreciate you. So I'm gonna text back right now. Great job this year.
0: So far, so far, so far. <laughs> We're gonna make it happen keep, again. We're keep going. Yeah, we'll make it happen again. Right. So I asked Scott Drew on our, our uh, interview that was Sands you. T- tell us some oh. Bobby Knight stories and he did not quite deliver with the Bob Knight story. He talked about Bob Knight. I want a good Bob Knight story. Tim, do you have a good Bob Knight story? And and we're talking in Bob Knight because if you don't know already, he finally made it back to any band. They met, they know if they're listening to this, they're a hardcore college basketball fan. Cause that's the only yeah, way they, they could know. Have found us. So give me your best Bobby Knight story. And I Bob one.
1: Knight, not in great health. Uh, so, uh, 2006 or seven we're division one independent and Saul Phillips and I put our minds together to try and figure out ways to uh you know garner attention for our our fledgling program that's you and Saul Phillips
0: that's a shocker that you guys would try to go get some attention
1: self (laughs) self promoters self promoters so um so I said uh Saul uh, I think we're going to get a chance to play Bobby Knight, and there was a there was a guy that owned a car dealership that took Coach Knight hunting Tom Swanson, uh, up in uh, Minot, North Dakota, close friend of Bobby, who made it happen for us. Grateful to Tom, and uh, so so now it was just hammering out the date, and so Coach Knight decided to do it, and so what we tried to do is is guess how many games they were going to win this because this is the previous year. You know, you're scheduling ahead for the next season. So it was during the school year. And they still, they were making a, they had been to the Sweet 16 once already and they looked like they are going to have a good team. And so we thought, okay, they're going to win this many games. They're going to win this many games in the Big 12 tournament. Then they might win one in the NCAA. And now the preseason, you know, uh, if we are their fourth game, we should be the game where he's going to either tie or break the all-time win record um Ooh. and go ahead of everybody right that's next so time. we had it all yeah oh this is what we did all day you know uh, <laughs> uh and so sure enough we get the game scheduled fourth game of the year they tank so now we're three games away when we take the game we're like i walk out and it's a. Uh, um, your victim number, you know, 879 or whatever it is, you know, um, which was three from the record. Right. So we don't even get, they're not ranked and we don't even get a blip on the uh, radar. But the whole time I met Texas tech, what I thought was interesting is there was a guy with two handguns, a security guard, and he had his hand on a gun at all times. And as he went through, like he followed me everywhere and he finally put me on the bus and I'm like, you know, I have to tell you, usually I have a security guy, but they just kind of catch you as you're walking out to the court and and get you back to your locker room, and then you're done. And you took me all the way. Like, did somebody threaten my life? <laughs> like, am I going to die here? Like, It's like if he beats Knight, we're going to knock him off. You know, Lee, Harvey, whoever. And so, um, so nothing. Uh, and uh, so we play, have a hell of a game. Um, and... Um, and, and we end up losing by three. We have two shots. One shot to go ahead, we miss it. And another shot uh, uh, to tie that we miss. And the shot to go ahead was actually a turnover by Ben Woodside. And he absolutely got almost amputated. He had like fingernail uh, in his chest all the way down his arm where it was bleeding. Not just that flesh wound scratch. I mean a deep wound. And I'm like, that's not a foul. That's not a foul, you know. So to no avail. So we lose, and I'm I'm mad, and um, and I'm mad. And so uh, we go back in the locker room and talk to the guys, and I, and I'm not nice about anything, you know. I'm just like, we fought. We didn't get it done. These are the kind of games we got to get over the top. If we're going to be special, blah blah blah. We go twenty and eight this season, and five of our eight losses are by one possession. So. So I'm going to my press conference. So I walk out, go right to my press conference and somebody from Texas tech grabs me and they say, Hey coach, um, uh, Bob Knight, coach Knight would like to talk to you and talk to the team. Is that okay? And I don't know what you would say, but I said, well, what's it about?
0: I, <laughs> are we in trouble? <laughs> like, what's, I mean, is he going to, is he going to yell at me? <laughs> He's going to bend you over in front of your team. <laughs> yeah. Am I going to get spanked here? What's up? And,
1: um, <laughs> and so he goes. No, no, this is good. He 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 only does this on occasion, and, and this would be really cool. So, um, Irv Inniger was our assistant athletic director. who Played at Indiana, I think. Coach Inniger who had been the North Dakota State coach when they were Division Two, and I think he's still the all-time winningest coach there. Um, uh, I think he arranged it, you know, because a former IU player and all that stuff. So, Coach Knight came back. He talked to our guys. He was very gracious. He he kept saying like, you know, coach here's got you doing the right thing and coach here's got you. If you just listen to old coach here, you know. And so I was so he laughed and I said to the guys, "You heard him, Coach Here. You know, that's my <laughs> new name, Coach Here." You know, he didn't know my name. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he had no yeah, fear. Yeah, he had no idea, right? He says he didn't. So, listen number 10, number 11, number 44. Like he he didn't know any of us. So, but it was a good game. It was really generous of him. And uh, he'd actually entertained some of our donors at North Dakota State. We brought down a group of our high-end donors, and he had dinner with them. And he was just the most gracious guy and really helped us as we went into Division One. It was a very, a, very much a feather in our cap to be able to do that. And then to have that extra time with our donors with him, and of course him coming to talk to our team, really made it quite an event. And he got the W. He got you know too closer to the all time uh, record, so everybody won. He won the game, and and we won in the experience. So it was good for our program at that time, and we
0: forever indebted to Coach Bob Knight. He probably would have had a ball hanging out with Tip.
1: Yeah, but Tip would have been mad at the refs, so it would have been. My parents <laughs> were down there, but uh, it was it was good. So I didn't get I didn't get knocked out by anybody because I was I had great security and. And uh, it was a great venue, Texas Tech. What a neat place. The grocery store was the sponsor, I think, that built it. I don't know
0: what grocery it was, but it was it was nice. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm headed down there for the first time this year. Going to go to the Kansas game. I haven't been there yet. am looking forward to it. It's good it. facility. Nice place to yeah. play games. Yeah. the uh, Scott talks about, you know, in our interview with him later on, or my, my interview with him, sorry, not our. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Up. So tell you me. You wouldn't know. He, he, he Let's talks tell everybody. He talks about the uh, how Bob always had good control of the officials. Did you, so, did you experience <laughs> that? What's What's it like? I mean, you're a young coach at this point. Like, I mean, you're old now, but but you were young back then. What, what's it like looking down yeah. the the sideline? You're like, holy crap, that's that's Bob Knight, and I'm not going to get a call. <laughs> I
1: I don't think he even stood up for us. <laughs> like, he just sat there
0: the whole time. It's like, can I, where is he? Hey Pat, he? He's over you take there, this right? one. <laughs>
1: yeah. Pat's a good dude by the way I really like Pat Knight I've met him several times and and like him and so um uh it's just uh it's weird a little weird but you're kind of into the game so it's not really weird till this like don't like the next summer when you're on the golf course thinking like god we stood there and and coach Knight was notorious for only shaking the head coach's hand so all my sisters just lined up right behind me. Oh, and then he had my hand. He was shaking. He was talking to me about the kids playing hard. Then he just kind of angled himself and did a reverse pivot and, um, used his pivots well and just took off. And then, Like Saul was going to try that. and run up and catch him. And I'm like,
0: he got you, Saul. He goes, I thought he uh, turned the other way. <laughs> reverse pivot. Oh, it was a smart man. move. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So, uh, Baylor, let's let's talk a little Baylor before we get into this interview. You you've you've been watching them lately, obviously because they're the number one team in the nation. You knew we had this interview coming up today, which you just got the axe on. What uh what would you have asked, Scott Drew? What do you think of these uh, these Bears?
1: I'm not gonna tell you.
0: <laughs> You're not I'm gonna not tell gonna me tell what you would ask or what you think of. Nope.
1: Me. Since I got ice out of the, the interview. Oh come I'm on. Not gonna, Let's I'm not going to give bit. all my expertise and then you kind of chime in your two cents worth and then it ruins the whole thing. And I'm no, mad. No. I would say, I would say, here's what I would ask him. I would say, how in the Sam hell can you lose to uh, to Washington when with five minutes you're up 63 63- he to 53 or whatever it was. And you, you have a 93% chance of winning the game. Think of that. The only game they lost with five minutes left in the game, they had a 93% chance of winning the game.
0: That's crazy. But but do you think they're they have the record they have now if they don't lose that game?
1: No, I think you got sometimes that's gotta happen for you to clue in. I just like the way he's put some of these guys together. Macy O'Teague is the guy I watched in high school, uh, has been good and uh, Matthew uh, uh, Mayer is one of those guys too. Um, he's just done a, a terrific job with this whole group and and they're really really impressive and and changing from offense uh, you know zone to uh, man-to-man uh, and and his you know just making that big change uh, like you know Brad Underwood's done that too. He's gone away from the big pressure and pressing mm-hmm. situation and, and made his defense a little more sound and you know, just those changes in the thought process that goes behind that. And I'm sure you got that out of him.
0: Yeah. What, um, T, when he was in high school, did he have any high major offers? When did you see him? Um, I don't think we offered him. We looked at him. Mm-hmm. I
1: think he was all Ohio red. One of the all Ohio red teams, I believe. Uh, and he was, you know, a good shooter, uh, didn't know how much he could do off the dribble which I think he's improved immensely on for sure. uh, he's just gotten
0: better and better and better and you know one thing that's helped them is they either buy transfers so they have to sit out or they just get kids to to sit out and and take red shirts and that's something I wanted to talk to him about but we were we were pressed for time and and we'll get to that uh, another day maybe but um you know the it, you've you've experienced this Tim just to have a guy sit out for a year can sometimes be so valuable and like with a tea, I'm sure adding some of that off the the dribble stuff is that year benefited him yeah I think
1: we had one two three four five six seven seven all-conference players or seven years guys made all-conference and um and I think um so that was five different guys. Two of them did not redshirt. Three did. And uh, two of the three that did made an old conference uh, two years in a row. And Terran Pettaway left a year early and declared for the draft. So he had another year left in him. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that our Division One transfers that redshirted benefited greatly. Yeah, absolutely. And that doesn't include Andrew White, who redshirted and then went to Syracuse and made All old conference in the ACC. He's not better,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Not better at all. all no, right. I'm not better. <laughs> I mean, we did only win 13 after he transferred. But you you would have so enjoyed having, having that. It. You would have enjoyed having that off conference last season in the Big Ten. Um. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: yes. yes. All right. Let's uh, let's get to the interview. I'm now like to welcome to the show Baylor coach Scott Drew. How's it going, man? <laughs>
2: I love Miles Moore Madness, so it's a great time of year. As you know, we're getting close to March, and uh, uh, that's what we work year-round for.
0: Good stuff. I wanted to uh, start you off with asking about, obviously, you guys have changed to -to man-to-man this year, but not just man-to-man. You're playing like a version of the no-middle defense, and obviously, everybody knows about how Texas Tech has done that in the Big 12, and I'm curious, you know, Usually, coaches may say, "Hey, let's go check out a Texas Tech practice." I'm guessing that's not a kosher in the Big Twelve. Like they're not going to let one of their rivals in. So, who, who did you study? How much did you, um, you know? How much time did you spend on trying to implement that this off season? And, and how do you teach it when you you've never ran something like that before?
2: Well, I think uh, uh, um, coaches will tell you that nowadays there are no secrets, and what I mean by that is. Uh, with everything on film and synergy, uh, you pretty much uh, uh, can watch. You uh, used to go to clinics and hear what people would say they're doing. Uh, nowadays, you can actually watch what they do, and that's more important than what they might say they do. Um, I know uh, uh, I think it was a year ago, or two years ago, that uh, about half the league played a version of our zone defense, and no one came in and, and talked with us about it. Just, I mean, you watch it on film, and uh, you can pick up things. And then what's really uh, uh, enjoyable about coaching is um, nobody does exactly what another person does because you have to fit it into your personnel and uh, your beliefs and, uh, 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 and, and what you feel comfortable with as a coach. So uh, everything is, uh, 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 again, uh, for the taking, you can say. And it's a great compliment anytime anybody uh, uh, takes something from uh, your program because it means you're doing something right.
0: Was there anybody besides Texas Tech that you guys looked at?
2: Well, uh, I think, uh, uh, I mean, in, in man-to-man defense, uh, uh, a lot of times it's either uh, uh, force baseline or it's force middle or it's straight up. And if it's uh, uh, keep it on the side uh, now, just how aggressive do you want to be on the side? And uh, um, do you want to uh, – be in the passing lanes. You want to be in the gap defense, and uh, again, a lot of that goes to your your personnel too. So, um, with us, whenever you prepare and play against somebody twice a year, uh, you have to set up uh, uh, whoever has a scout. You have to uh, set up your scout team to play those principles anyway. So sometimes when people like uh, uh, a lot of times you'll see someone runs a great play in league and then people put it in with your scout team and they're like, man, that's pretty good. And then next thing you know, you'll see another team run it, another team run it. And that's why a lot of times a uh, uh, great concepts or things uh, you'll see several teams uh, in the league using them.
0: And, uh, you know, you guys do such a great job switching in, inside of your defense. And I, I was taking some notes last night. An example I wrote down was, you know, Gillespie and Mitchell had a switch. Then Vital switches on or switches with Mitchell to get him off Sims in the post. And like this is all happening away from the ball. And, and it was the possession that ended up in a, in a shot clock violation. I'm sure you remember the one. How, how important has communication been to, to the success you guys have had? And, and what, what do you think allows you guys to just, you know, looks pretty seamless when you, when you watch it now on film?
2: Well, there's your coaching for you because uh uh that was one of my favorite possessions of the game, unfortunately, not too long later afterwards we we didn't communicate on the switch and we got out late and gave up a, a a three on a catch and shoot so it, it nothing's perfect um, but when things do work uh you're really proud as a coach and uh, uh the one thing that's uh, uh um, you look at it uh, um, playing. Teams that, uh, uh, cause Texas had just played Texas Tech, and, uh, since there's some similarities in what both of us do defensively, mm-hmm. you're able to look and see how Texas attacked it and then, uh, hopefully prepare or make adjustments based on, on, on that. And, uh, I think, uh, that's one thing that's, that's nice about having somebody's kind of like with our zone when you other people play a similar type zone and then you see how people attack it. You can make adjustments from that rather than just going into the game cold turkey per se.
0: And, and with you guys, you have so many switchable guys. Um, you know, because Mitchell can hold his own right with just about anybody. Obviously, Mark can guard guard everyone. You know, one thing as you watch you guys, you, there's there's a lot of scrambling going on, and you'll you'll hear coaches a lot of times say. We want to stay out of rotations, right? But it's almost like you guys welcome it. How, how, uh, is that, did that take some getting used to for you this year? And, and, um, with just the team speed, do you think, how effective has it been for
2: y'all? Well, I've, uh, that's a great question. Uh, um, normally, uh, when you're in rotations, uh, you can get hurt on, uh, on the glass. And, uh, that was one thing, uh, um, we did, we did a poor job against Jericho Sims, although we, we several times blocked him out just uh uh he was able to go up to the twelfth four and we, we got dropped off at the tenth. So um when you when you are in rotations and you are switching a lot, um the the glass is something that you really have to make a concerted effort on or you can be beat there and then the other thing is the guys that uh, uh you're switching with at the end of the day basketball is basketball if you have someone who can't keep uh, uh a man in front of them uh then it's five all four and five all four usually doesn't work so uh it, it always goes back to personnel and it always goes back to players and that's why it, it, at the end of the day i know syracuse and coach Beheim, their zone has been so good but what's made it so good is the players and the size and the length. The scheme's great and the coaching's great, but, uh, you have to have players that, that can carry out what you're, what, what's best for you. Very similar to you look at Press Virginia, um, and when, when, uh, they were pressing and, and they had Miles and Carter and, and great guard play that was really uh, defensive oriented, it, it wreaked havoc. And then when those guys left, now they're playing more half court. Uh, defense both are just as effective um just different based on personnel and style
0: and um you know one thing i wanted to ask both you and and tim tim's not with us right now and i'll I'll ask him this later but you both started as young head coaches right Mm -hmm. what's what's that do for you how do you think it's different now because you started so young as opposed to you know a path where you're an assistant for a long time and then finally get a chance how do you think you're different because of that
2: Well, I think uh, at the end of the day, um, uh, both of us were blessed to have a chance early because a lot of people don't have a chance early. And uh, if it wasn't for my dad and the success uh, we had at Valpo and him giving me an opportunity, I'd have never been uh, one of the youngest head coaches. Uh, At the same time, uh, when you take over and if you're not ready, a lot of times that might be your only job as a head coach. So um, I think uh, uh, one important thing is when you do – take that head job, you have to be prepared and ready because if you don't do well um, in this profession, sometimes you never get another chance. Uh, at the same time, if you are able to be successful early on, what it does is it gives you a lot of experience. We talk about every year in college basketball, uh, teams with experience, that's, that's a plus, and players that have been in those situations, uh, that's a plus. Well, a, a head coach, the longer you're a head coach, the longer you're getting that experience and the more experiences you have, at the end of the day, you're either giving suggestions or you're making decisions. And the more you can make decisions, um, that, that, that helps you.
0: Are you better prepared for all this number one? I mean, you've been number one, what, now for is it been four or five straight weeks? Um, you know, you, you experienced this a few years ago when you had Motley and, and that crew. Are you are you better prepared for now, or is it is it ever get easy to to deal with all the attention and and, and everything like that?
2: You- but de- de- definitely more prepared uh, this time. Uh, I think last time when we were number one, um, uh, all the excitement and all the. Uh, it, number one can be a distraction or it can be a rallying cry in and in a focal point. And with us, um, we haven't allowed it to become a distraction and that's a tribute to, um, we have a staff that a lot of them were on staff when we were number one and, uh, I think we've made it a concerted effort to, uh, not do some of the things we did the last <laughs> time. And then, and, and then the second thing with that is we have players that, uh, uh Um, like Mark Vidal was on that team. So uh, the number one ranking lasted one week, and um, we we want to do more than that. And the reason we've been number one is, (laughs) excuse me for the cough, is because we've been able to focus on each and every game and and just concentrate on that. And that's a big thing that uh, uh, we'll remain uh, doing. doesn't guarantee success, uh, but it does give you a chance. And uh, uh, each and every night when you are number one and uh, you know from – uh, covering kansas all those years uh no one has an off night when they're playing the number one team they're not giving you your c game they're not giving you their b game they're not giving you your b plus or a minus game you're giving the a game and so you really have to uh uh make sure you're re- ready to go each and every night or you don't even give yourself a chance
0: and um you might be one of the only big 12 homers that's a bigger big 12 homer than than myself so I, I want to give you a chance to uh, to tell some, you know, to to give the the league some love here. But it's but it's a, a different way of doing it. All right. So I want to ask you, who is the coach no longer in the league that you hated going up against? Because I know you'll you'll give me the political answer if I ask you who now in the league, and you'll you'll end up saying nine names. <laughs> but but who you, you've been in the league for a long time now, Scott? Like mm-hmm. golly. Seventeen years, this is seventeenth year, is that right? Yes. My math right? Yeah, that's good. Um that We've means you're getting old. No, We've been blessed. That means, that means <laughs> you're getting old, right? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so who who uh from past coaches did you just hate going up against?
2: Well, I, I, I can tell you when, when when we first got in the league and and we were going up against uh uh Coach Barnes at Texas, you're going up against Kelvin Sampson at Oklahoma, you're going up against Eddie Sutton at Oklahoma State, Bob Knight at uh, uh Texas Tech. And uh, I think uh, uh, um, the best thing for for me personally was when you play against those teams, you get much better as a coach uh, because you see just what makes those teams successful. And and trying to help give your team a chance to be successful, uh, I really – Looking back at it, was really blessed to have an opportunity to to spend that time competing against them because it makes you better when you when you go against the best. And I know with uh, Kobe's passing, people all talk about when you worked out with him, when you played against him, it just made you better because you were going against someone who was elite. And with us, that's uh, that definitely. uh, uh, The Big 12 has had so many great coaches um, throughout the years, Uh, but I, I know. Uh, one thing has been consistent, and that is uh, it's always had great coaches. It's always had great players. And then the atmospheres and the crowd support make it very tough venues to win on the road. And hence, uh, because of the balance and the parity in the league, I mean, it is phenomenal when you think about it. Name, when you say who's been the best football league for six years in a row, who's been the best uh, baseball league, who's been the best uh, uh, basketball league. And I mean, for men's basketball to have the number one league six years in a row RPI wise, that's a heck of a tribute. And I know, uh, uh, Coach Self in Kansas has done an amazing job with, uh, uh, their consistency and how, um, they've been able to, uh, uh, do what they've done for so long. But, uh, the other nine teams in the league, at the end of the day, that's what makes the Big 12 special, and that is there is no off night. There is no environment you go into and you say, that's two wins. I mean, uh, it's, it's a dogfight each and every night, and that's why our RPI numbers have been so great.
0: See, I tried to get you to not say a political answer, and and you still you still gave me the runaround. <laughs> <gave> me the... <laughs> wait, wait, how
2: many Hall of Fame names do I need to give you? <laughs> yeah, you, you said everybody, and then, you, then
0: you, I got to get you to quit saying the RPI though. We got we got to get you using some some different metrics. The RPI is dead, Scott.
2: Yeah, it, it is. But for those six years, it was alive <laughs> and kicking. All right. So, so, so after this year, we can change it. But I, the last
0: six years, it was it was definitely important. All right. Last thing for you before I get you out of here, Bobby Knight just went back to Indiana. Has been in the news because of that. Um, you coached against him for several years. Do you have any good Bobby Knight stories for me?
2: Well, I, I tell you, I was I was close to Pat. Um, we tried to recruit him to Valpo back in the day. So. I like uh, uh I thought I thought it was great seeing him back at IU and um uh I was really happy for uh Pat and him that they could share that share that moment and uh obviously uh, coach Knight uh, when you look at all the things he accomplished through uh his records and wins and everything but uh uh he was he was definitely one of those people that helped shape our our game Brought a lot of notoriety to basketball, and um, definitely uh, uh, you love to see people get recognized. Sometimes in life we don't recognize people until it's too late and they've passed away, and um, it's great to see him get a chance to share that moment.
0: But what was it like to to go against him? I mean, you're you're a young dude at that point, and you're looking down the sideline, and
2: there's Bobby Knight well well well, first of all, he didn't score any points, but his 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 offense and defense was was always like a well oiled machine I mean, they never beat themselves and uh uh the bad thing is whenever he stood up, you knew uh uh he wasn't happy, and that meant his players definitely didn't screw up and uh uh I know uh uh <laughs> uh I don't know if I would get in trouble saying this but I, I tell you what the officials knew who he was too. So <laughs> yeah. they made, they made sure cuz he was he was really he, and, and this is this is a credit to him. Uh he he was really uh cared about the game and really um if if traveling, if illegal screens, whatever the issue was in the off season, he would always do a great job being an ambassador. Hey, this would make our game better. And he was very—he was on top of things as far as the rules and keeping uh, uh, things up to date and keeping our game moving forward. And and I know the officials respected him for that too.
0: Cool, Scott. Well, I'm a, I'm gonna get you out of here. I appreciate you coming on. I'll, I'll be in your town in in nine days. So uh, looking looking forward to the trip.
2: Sounds great. Thank you for all that you do for uh, uh, basketball and the Big Twelve, especially.
0: Appreciate you, man. See you soon.
1: C.J., great job. That was really good. I mean, he only coaches coach speak to you a little bit, but I thought you did a very nice job considering you didn't have an expert in the room. So, kudos to you. People,
0: Tim hasn't even heard this interview. <laughs> he is so full of crap. But Tim, I I'll I'll take Why would the you tell him? Why? I, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll take the I'll I mean, take the phrase when I can get it. Cuz sure, we're honest when I here it, on Miles More Madness. We're not going to BS people. We're straight shooters. Well, I was just having some trickeration there. I thought it'd be fun to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to take praise when uh, when it's not real. All um, right, let's let's uh, let's pick some games. We're going to finish this thing off by picking some games. So bring up the scoreboard. What do you think? How, how do you think you did last week? You know, I didn't even look, but I'll bet I did fantastic,
1: at, unless it was against the spread.
0: Uh, au contraire, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you spell you were, that? <laughs> hell no. You were fantastic against the Ken, and you were just mediocre picking games, which is usually, well, what was, yeah, different for what, us. All right. What were, so, what were the records? All right. So against the Ken, I went five and three. I'm now thirty eight and twenty nine. You went six and two last week against the Ken you're now 34 and 33 so you're up over 500 and then for picking games I went five and three and I'm 39 and 31 on the year and you went four and four and are 39 and 31 on the year we are tied so how about this though this is the one I want to hit let's see where is it at one point okay yeah so remember last week I picked Nova to cover Butler to win, and that never works for us. It worked. It worked. It worked. But how about this crap? So I also had that game for I, – I picked the Wednesday against the spread picks last week to to fill in for Brian Bennett, the co-host of the Beller and Bennett or whatever the heck they call their show. So anyway, I, I, I filled in for him, and the spread was three. I get a freaking push. No way. And did you watch the did you watch that game at all? Do you remember what happened? What happened? Remind me. So it's it's tied and Butler has it last possession. I wrote about this in my picks thing today. Butler has it last possession, tie game, the line's three. I'm 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 in pretty good shape at this point, right? Like either they're going to go Is that Kamar's step back? That's that's the step back. So if he just steps back an inch less, I freaking I, I get the cover but instead it's a push because he gets the three he doesn't need a three why you got to step back so far bro <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, get... I thought that was killer So anyway all right let's uh let's pick some games good goodbye you Tim six and two that's strong and it made up for your Thank th- you. you were two and six the time before so made up for your for your crummy mess before. All right, we're uh, we're not going to do Tuesday games. <laughs> By the way, you've you've only seen 3 of these because I scrapped the Tuesday games cuz we're doing this so late. People wouldn't would probably listen to it and the games would already have happened. So we're going to do okay. 3 Wednesday games and 3 Thursday games. Wait so wait. the the Wednesday games, Michael has picked these for us. Kansas at West Virginia. Ken has KU a 1 point favorite. I will be at this game. I'm flying out tomorrow to Pittsburgh and then driving on over to Morgantown. Hopefully, I make it before oh, tip. It's
1: a hilly drive, man. It's a hilly
0: drive. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little scared. It's going to be a lot of rain, but luckily no snow, so I think I can handle it. Who you got? Who you like?
1: I, I, what do I you pay think for Bob say? Huggins. I think Bob Huggins is. You know they i think I think huggy Bear's going to do it. I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win the game.
0: all right, so that I was means going they to cover t- I was going to take West Virginia as well, but for the good of the pod i will uh I'll take the Jayhawks say so the, the Jayhawks The only good thing, thing about
1: listen is that um you just couldn't wait to be able to take Kansas like, no, oh, no, I was, I was
0: I was actually going to take Hey, West folks. Virginia to go to the pod, <laughs> I could <to> Kansas! Yay! <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. All right. It's it's a... Uh, Kansas never plays well there. So, I mean, they're due at some point, right? All right. Creighton at Seton Hall. Ken has Seton Hall a six-point favorite. That's, that's a lot of points. Oh, who... I'm picking... By the way, I'm picking... Yeah, KUKU on the You're last picking. one. All right. I got this one got first. It. I'm going to do the... Uh, Let's see. Nah, Seton Hall. Seton Hall wins. Seton Hall covers. I almost did the thing where you pick Creighton and then you pick Seton Hall, but I think Seton Hall. Seton Hall. So I,
1: I've got. I'm gonna do
0: the. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Creighton covers. It? Seton Hall wins. That's a pretty good pick there, I think. But uh, yeah, I, I think Seton Hall's size could give uh, Creighton some issues. All right, Marquette at Nova. Ken has. Nova as a three-point favorite. Marquette's hot. Who ya? Nova, baby, Nova, all Nova, all the time. All Nova, all the time. All right. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll go Marquette. Why not? What uh? What do you like? You've seen a lot of Marquette. I don't know. Have you seen much Nova?
1: I've seen enough. You've I've seen, seen enough? enough, and they're just coming off a loss at home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always like it when a team gets beat and then has another important game coming up. I think that usually gets their
0: attention. What is different in Marquette lately that has kind of changed things for them, do you think? Because well, they were you're... having an okay season, but they were, they've were they been better lately.
1: Well, as you look at things and you look at Marquette, especially, you know, and you look at the big East is a beast this year. But as I look at Marquette in their last games, you know, so they, so they won at Xavier and they won without Marcus Howard and really Kobe McEwen was terrific. And then they won at home. Then they've had two home games really. And, and they've been able to do it and Marcus Howard doing Marcus Howard things, but McEwen has been very good. Um, like he was eleven for thirteen at the foul line to help ice the game against um uh against uh oh you know who they are. Um against uh um uh, DePaul. And and then their last game, he what did he do his last game because they just ripped uh Butler. Butler yeah, um six he went for sixteen yeah, and six. Yeah, sixteen and six. So I think that's having that playing partner is huge. And then and then when you got Brendan Bailey, who can stretch the floor going four for five. Talented, so, t- two, I think you got two home games that really matter and uh, that, that, you know, that surprised me. And they've done a solid job defensively. I had a chance to see Coach Wojo in practice, and he does a very good job. Their first 40 minutes were all defense, all defense. And I always kind of like to see that um, kind of send a message to the guys that, you know, because some nights you just have to win with defense, bottom line
0: was Kobe out before Craig could even get a chance to to try to keep him. Yeah. 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 Think about that if uh let's see, he was a sophomore his last year there, so he'd be a senior this year. Think about if Craig's got Kobe, Sam, and the big fella, Keita. That's quite the threesome right there.
1: Uh that's one way to say
0: it. <laughs> I I agree, though. I agree. I agree. Sorry. (laughs) That is one way to say it. Trio. (laughs) Quite the trio. You prefer. There you go. I prefer prefer threesomes myself, you know? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) In my dreams. All right. So. (laughs) <laughs> oh, great! Great that we've had Scott Drew on the show, and then and then he gets yeah, some th- some time. Yeah. Right? God bless you. Really, really, uh, really on brand, right? All right, so uh, Thursday games, we've got three of them. You don't know these yet, so uh, we just we picked them right before Iowa at Indiana. Iowa favored by one. It's, it's my turn, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. My turn. All right. I'm going to go – I mean, just you should probably just bet on the home team in the, in the Big Ten, so Indiana. Simple as that.
1: I'm going to take what's – the, what's the can on this?
0: Sorry, Indiana – or Iowa's favored by one. I'm taking Iowa. You're taking Iowa. Okay. Why, why do you like Iowa in that
1: one? Because well, Purdue has not been an effective road team. And they just went in on Bob Knight Day and whipped Indiana.
0: They did.
1: It's a good point. Remember, Bob Knight just came back to the gym?
0: I do. I do. I remember. Uh, it oftentimes,
1: I just, some of these guys listen to our podcast. I know they do secretly. They just don't like to tell anybody. And um, it, I think it privately motivates them. Like I say, that, those jerks, Miles, that, uh, he think it weird. And it just makes them better. That's what I think. Don't
0: tell anybody. <laughs> so so you want to fire up Indiana here.
1: That's what I'm doing. I'm helping Arch. Oh,
0: all right. Helping Arch. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, Plus, you don't want Fran mad at you. <laughs> that can be a never, never. 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 <laughs> all right. He's a big dude too. He's tall. He is he he could kick some Tim miles ass. <laughs> S- still still the the uh, But but the, you do uh, have that wrestling in you still. Or is Oh, is by the way, did say, you see this Big Big
1: Ten, yeah, I can do a good fireman's carry. Did you see the Big Ten Network tweeted out my bachelor roses today? Oh, I want to
0: to say that. All right, so next week are you are you kicking somebody off? (laughs) You only give you gave six today, right? Next week you only got to get five. Who's getting the boot? That's a good point. That's a good. Well, they
1: all better win this week. The losers
0: get booted. (laughs) So your picks were Painter. Painter is because he's a historian of the league and then He's underwood straight guy Underwood. Yeah, uh, that's
1: yeah. yeah underwood and then it was um uh pat chambers because he has got alligator blood alligator i mean the kid you can't kill him and um and then it was uh, uh collins for a workout guy patino as my hops guy <laughs> richard go get me a coke um and that's then um what's that that's just mean. I know, but it was <laughs> so fun. And um and then Izzo is my strength conditioning guy. Because he's five six.
0: Did they come to you with this idea, Tim? We're gonna do Yes, it. they it came doesn't... to me. Yeah. Oh, the BTN's got this sport. new
1: There's another one I've got coming too. Eventually they're gonna drop it. I forget what it is, but You've
0: already recorded it?
1: Yeah, I kinda making an ass of myself, like always. Yeah, it's okay. I mean
0: that's that's what you're here for. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay oh, iowa right. indiana Col-
0: next who else we got Co- colorado at oregon you're up i think oh oregon favorite yeah. by three sorry this is um, the last game i'm taking um uh, you pick first because i could pick either <laughs> you could pick either uh oregon needs a win go ducks yeah, oregon oregon
1: huh okay yeah, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do it
0: again oregon wins Colorado. Oh, covers. Colorado covers. Ooh, real ballsy.
1: Did that Colorado. twice this podcast.
0: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna work out one of these, I think. With Creighton, Colorado's and, been good lately. You think you do it?
1: Uh, Oregon's yeah, fall off Oregon is not, Well, Oregon has not done a good job against big guys.
0: Yeah, and, and, big and, guys. Uh, have been Colorado's torching them. They've they've got a uh, a good one in the um, what's that kid's name? Evan Beatty? Yeah, Batty Thick. Batty, ba- baby, Batty, Batty, yep. Batty, you just got to, somebody told me once, batty. even when you mispronounce him, <laughs> just go with it and act like you really know what you're doing. But I never do that. I always, I always admit that I have no idea how to say this guy's name and I'm going to screw it up. So anyway, so Tim, it is before we get out of here, your last broadcast, you informed me is coming up. You've got Iowa and Minnesota. Is that on Saturday?
1: Yeah, on Sunday. Uh, I've got Iowa at Minnesota uh, in Williams Arena in Minneapolis. That will be my last um, broadcast. Well, uh, fingers, fingers
0: crossed. Hopefully, somebody hires you. Yeah, yeah, someday. <laughs> so, yeah, so exactly. Hard. I could,
1: I could <laughs> ease for the season. For the season, and um, but I also have uh, Big Ten Network. Uh, I've got a lot of studio stuff. I've got like two appearances in early March, and then I'm doing the Big Ten tournament on site uh, too. I think I got the late shift. Uh, that's because you really, you don't want to waste talent during the day when everybody's working. You, you want that guy out there late at night, getting the folks at home fired up because mm-hmm. that's what yeah. they call you. When you get your check, it says talent.
0: Yeah. Just like uh Beller, you know, we're trying to make ourselves feel better even though he, yeah, we're the talent. Beller's a producer. the producer and, and yeah. we
1: all know producers are egomaniacs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, next week we're going to, we're going to hit on what you've learned from your broadcasting career because I'd, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to get into that how, how that experience has gone I think that'd be interesting but we'll save that for next week sound good I I yeah I will tell you
1: one thing right now I've never sat down so much during a game in my life <laughs> that, that does have to be <laughs> a,
0: a difference you you i I uh you are a patrol up and down the sideline kind of guy aren't you
1: yeah, I don't like the sitting. Like I'll sit back, I'll sit back in my chair doing the game. Put my arm around the person next to me, uh, mm-hmm. the play by play person, and uh, just kind of watch the game and talk. It's it's like I am like I got to get up, I got to get going, I got to do something.
0: I will say when I coach so I, my twelve year olds, I never I never take a seat. I you almost feel more in control when you're standing up. You can move around.
1: No, oh no doubt. Yeah, it's it's about respecting what's on the floor too you're engaged with what's going on on the floor. When you sit yeah. there, it's like, you don't care.
0: And I like to be able to get in a stance too, you know, show the kids, get your butts down. So Everybody yeah, does. Everybody does. All right. Appreciate everybody joining us. Thank you again to Scott Drew for coming on the show. He was great. Nice to uh, make some times for miles more madness for the number one team in the country. Pretty cool stuff. So thanks for joining us. Stay efficient, America. Thanks for including me on the
1: interview, CJ.